I think it's the first time we've, we're being doubted, for sure. I don't think that's been, um, we've always had high expectations, and um, I think it's definitely a different mindset trying to prove people right than trying to prove people wrong. So, um, you know, I think we'll see what we're capable of this year. This is Blair and Barker. That was Bo Bichette yesterday. Bo Bichette, uh, Blue Jay spokesman. This is basically, he, he is the guy. He is the guy. I mean, we started on our, on our, on our podcast. We, we basically helped him get Justin Turner signed. It's a great point. And, take full uh, credit for that. I'm, I'm going to take full credit for that. Hmm. Uh, Jay's had to do something. The Barker and I just got together and said, you know what? Tired of nothing happening. We're going to get Justin Turner signed. Anyhow, you're welcome. That was, yeah, yeah. Welcome right now. See if you feel the same way in May or June. But anyhow, uh, that was Bo Bichette speaking yesterday at uh, Blue Jays camp. And he's not kidding. I mean, and, and since, since Bo and Vladdy have been a thing with this team, you know, this is a team that, I mean, first of all, when they broke in, everybody said, boy, oh boy, Bo and Vladdy, this team's got a lot going on. They're going to be dynamite in the future. They're going to win a title at some point, yada, yada. And every year, expectations increased. The Jays went out and signed some free agents. Jays went out, you know, they got Kevin Gossman, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it seems as if every year it is true. We go into the year saying, well, I mean, we don't even talk anymore about whether or not the Jays make the playoffs. We just basically say that's a given. The, the discussion is generally, where do they fit in the AL East. They're going to win the East. They're going to finish second. Could yep. they go on and win the World Series? And Bo's right. This year, you know, I'm looking at the World Series odds, and, it, and, and, and this changes. But basically, the Jays, if you go in the various various uh, odd sites, they're eighth or ninth. I mean, the site we're looking at here, they're tied with the Twins and the Mariners, behind the Orioles, the Phillies, the Rangers, the Yankees, the Astros, the Braves, and, and the Dodgers. Um, and, that, and that's fine. Uh, you, if you look at the other sites, you look at their win totals. The Jays are about eighth again, 87 and a half wins. Same as the Twins, same, a little bit better than the Mariners behind the Orioles. The Dodgers, 103 wins. Braves, 101. I mean, I mean it, basically, you're getting my point. The Jays are in the top 10 when it comes to a lot of these, you know, a lot of these sites. Yeah. But there's two AL East teams ahead of them. There used to just be one. There's two AL East teams ahead of them, and, of course, the Rays still figure in there. Um, just looking at this, the, the, a couple of sites have the Red Sox under 80 wins. Uh, the Rays, 84.5 wins. The Jays, again, 87.5. Honestly, that, that seems about right uh, for me. But, Kevin, it's interesting hearing Bo say that. It, it's because it is true. I, I, don't, I don't remember a year in recent years where – People have as many, I don't even know if concerns are the word. Pe people feel more uncertain about this lineup yeah, it's not now it's than, not, than, they, than they have it's not predictable. in the past five like, years. You, you can't predict what's what's going to happen in the future. I mean, it, you just look at last year. They hit into, into the fourth most double plays in baseball. They were 16th in at-bats between homers at almost 30. 
Yeah. If I would have told you that whenever they said they're moving the fences in at the Rogers Center, you yep. would have called me nuts. You, you got no idea what you're talking about. Those are facts. They were 10th in total bases, which is not good enough. They were 14th in runs. And to hear Bo talk and to listen to people say that Donnie Baseball's voice was a little sterner and more direct on what they're trying to do with some urgency when it comes to, you look at their schedule, first 13 games, they got the Rays, the Astros, the Yankees, and Seattle, and 10 of those 13 are on the road. Yeah, some things for me offensively, and I go to the grocery store yesterday, there's three or four people asking me what's going on with the Blue Jays lineup. Like, are they going to score enough runs to be relevant when it comes to the All-Star break? That's a big deal. See, that's like, I, there's a lot of things that's happening. That's why I wear my headphones here. and I go to the grocery store, my little Well, I'm, ma- I'm a man of the people. I'm not like you. I'm a man I, of the I people. I'm going to answer questions. I'm going to, you know. know Lance what, Kennedy's right. No one talks to anybody. The gr- What grocery store do you go to? Most oh, don't of the, worry about the grocery most store I go to. Most of the stores I go to, they're like I'm, elbowing you out of the way because they want the, you know, the day-old bananas. You, or look, the you day see old me? Peppers. How many people do you think will elbow me? Probably That's not true. many. That's so, true. yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm inviting to people. I'm, I have that aura around me that yeah, people, you got can an aura. Walk, <laughs> people can can walk up. But you can, I, I think there's just a, a feel around the team that people need to show up. Like some things need to happen. And you, you can go through one through nine and say sort of what needs to happen for this team when yeah, it comes poor. to the odds and the teams that are obviously in front of them, for me anyway, not Seattle, you could flip a coin and who who the, the sort of the teams that are right around the Jays. I mean, Twins. yeah, look, it's the Central and you can Rays. flip a coin there. Like there's some teams, right, and they're all sort of bunched together. But those first five teams – there's an obvious obvious separation between those teams and the Blue Jays, and I think you can hear it in the voices of, yeah. especially the guy that matters, the face of the franchise and Bo Bichette, that we need it to ground running. We well, need to get this going. I mean, you know, really, ever since Vladdy came out a couple of years ago and said, and it said the year before was the trailer, this is the movie, right? People have been kind of... Yeah, I'm okay with people, Bo just people have been being kind the only of, one to speak. Yeah, people, yeah. But, but I'm saying people have been kind of... They've had expectations for this team. And, and, and frankly, um, you know, they've been waiting for Vladdy to show it. And, yeah, it, it's no surprise that, uh, you know, the people are doubting the Blue Jays yep. right now because they really didn't. You know, we've talked about this. I don't think they've addressed the major issues surrounding this team. Yeah, they still don't have a cleanup hitter. I mean, Turner will be their cleanup hitter, but he's not a cleanup hitter. Yeah. He's never really done that. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. You hearing there's, something? There's drilling going on. Does it, it like always seem to happen when we go on the know. air? I thought it was in the dentist chair or something here for like over that. an hour and never happened. Anyhow. Who do we need to talk to to get that fixed? I just want to know what the hell they're drilling. Are they drilling for oil? I mean, I don't know. That's I don't know always, what the hell they're drilling for. It's always something in Toronto. As long as the drills don't start poking up. You know, <laughs> well, as long only as you. Uh, speaking of Don Mattingly, Bo also had some comments yesterday about the impact of Don Mattingly. Of course, Don Mattingly is is uh, now the Blue Jays' offensive coordinator and quality control coach. And uh, who's their defensive quality line coach? Co- who's their defensive that? line coach this year? Well, the NFL teams have quality control coaches, which basically means, dude, I don't know what the hell it means, but they do. They have quality control they coaches. Either. They have quality control okay. coaches. All right. Just look. Your, your Broncos do. They're not any good, but they've got quality control coaches. They don't have coaches. a quarterback, Jeff. Anyhow, uh, this is Bo Bichette talking about Don Mattingly. Donnie Baseball! Yeah, I think it's been good. Um, he had a little fire when he uh, addressed us today, which I thought was nice. Um, 
I think overall he just wants us to compete better, um, give away less at-bats, um, have more of a plan every single day. At the same time, understanding that there's going to be at-bats given away and there's going to be days where you, you don't bring it as well when you have to show up to the field every day. But just setting that expectation for us as a team to just be tough guys to pitch to. Um, again, yeah. Don Mattingly is now the – he's not the bench coach anymore. He's the hitting guru. Yeah, we can we can call him that. Yep. Um, and, you know, we made the point. I, I asked this question a lot last year because – is this team really had a difficult time finding itself offensively? I kept looking at the dugout and going, for God's sake, I know Guillermo, I know Guillermo Martinez and, 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 and Dave Hudgens were the, the hitting coaches, but I'm going, Jesus, man, you got Donnie baseball right there. Like if I'm scuffling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Don, can we go out for coffee or I don't know, grab a beer or something? Help me out here. Yeah. Um, but you know, as people pointed out, Hey, he was a bench coach last year and there yeah. are responsibilities that come with a bench coach. There, there are. Uh, so now he is the guy. He has got his fingerprints all over this team or is going to have his fingerprints all over this team in terms of approach. I think we need to see what that approach looks like once the season's because right now it's just words. I can talk about attention to detail. Uh, I can talk about being a tougher out. I can talk about, uh, playing yeah, hitting, team hitting, whatever. I, I can talk about all that. I, I, I need to see it. I need to see it once the games start. But it's interesting in that you've talked about this since the end of the 2023 season, how the emphasis from Ross and Mark to a certain degree mm-hmm. has been on the coaches. We've heard a lot of talk about that. We've heard a lot of talk about the coaches. We've heard a lot of talk about we're going to, you know, we're going to double down in analytics, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it really is becoming apparent to to those out there who may not have been paying attention. It's become apparent. Don Mattingly's voice in this organization is massive. Yeah, the one thing it's I huge. the one thing I took away from that it was it, it was not Guillermo Martinez saying it. No offense to Guillermo Martinez, but he has not done the things offensively at the highest level that Donnie Baseball's done. All that other stuff, I mean, you look at last year's number. They they had the seventh fewest amount of strikeouts in baseball. They had the 11th most walks offensively. They were 16th in homers. Yeah. Well, the first two things I mentioned were pretty good. The last thing I mentioned was awful. If that's what he's talking about, I'm on board with that. All those other things, their lineup's been around too long for them to have a team-wide approach. It ain't going to work that way. Like, I, I hope that's not what he's talking about, and I think that's not what he's talking about. I think it is if you have an approach to what you do well, we want to see it more often. And again, I hate to continue to say this. It's like the core remark that the GM mentioned. Yeah, you really worked up about the core. Was. I don't get that. Donnie Baseball saying the same exact thing. He's pointing at one, the finger at one person. They really are pointing the finger at the first baseman. If the first baseman does his thing, everything else will fall in place. Why did mm. the Texas Rangers win the World Series? Because their best player, their best hitter, done things to baseballs that other humans can't do. They're saying the same thing to the first baseman. I hate to say it that way, but it's facts. Uh, John Schneider yesterday uh, talked about, in, in particular, about Bo Bichette. And something we've mentioned uh, over the years is 
how much he has improved defensively. He's not, he's not, he's not going to be a gold glove shortstop. But the question we've asked, the question Kevin asked all the time is, could you see Bo Bichette being on the field in the ninth inning of a team winning a World Series? Not necessarily the Blue Jays, but is Bo Bichette good enough to be a shortstop in a championship contending team? Yeah. I would argue he is. He's made himself good enough defensively right now that you don't have to worry about that. And, and I, this is what John Schneider said about Bo and his defense. He works just as hard as anybody in the league and wants to be out there every single day. And, um, you know, it, it's, yeah, he's, he's kind of the, the leader by, you know, time, too, and, and who's been here. So he's put himself, I think, in a really good spot physically to take his game to another level. He's improved every single year um, defensively since he's been here. So he's kind of the, you know, shortstop's kind of the quarterback of the, of the infield. And, um, you know, when do, people do depart, you know, you have to really um, – grasp some of that you know leadership accountability ownership of what we're doing every day and he's definitely done that yeah and i think uh, the reference there is probably to 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 matt chapman who whatever we may think of matt chapman the hitter no one ever doubted that matt chapman put in the work i find that interesting because this is something that um that i that that really intrigues me about Bo is i think he is good enough defensively right now that when he reaches free agency, he's not going to need to change position to maximize his value, right? We saw Xander Bogarts this year shifting uh, from shortstop to second base with the Padres. He's, he's doing that in spring training. Mm. And I, I find that interesting because Bo's going to be a free agent in two years. And I think he is good enough defensively that there may be some teams who already think they're kind of established at shortstop that may look at Bo Bichette and go, you know, maybe we should go in on this guy anyhow and have him play shortstop. Maybe we need to pivot off our guy. Bo's not going to be old. Bo's going to be 27, I think, when he's a free agent. Um, and and I, I just, look, I, I know that, you know, I get accused of fanboying uh, all the time with Bo. I, I just think, I think, I love watching Bo Bichette play. I think he's, he's a terrific player. Um and I've said for a while, I think yeah. he's the best player in this team. And I've also said for a while, I think he's going to win a batting title. But, but I, I, don't, I don't think we make a big enough deal about his defense. Yeah, I think he's earned the way you talk about him. I, I, maybe not when he first got here and there was obvious flaws defensively. Just by him coming out and being the voice of the Blue Jays will tell you confidence-wise about what he feels about his entire game. If he thought he stunk defensively, he's not going to talk as much. It, just, it, does, it doesn't work that way, right? Now he's the voice of the Blue Jays because defensively, I think we all knew offensively what he can bring. If he's healthy and, you know, can do the leg kicking and, and use the entire field, and now on our show he's came on here and said that he's going to start ambushing and trying to pull more balls and maybe backspinning some things and changing the game with a home run or two to the pull side, which is a, you know, that's you're evolving. You're taking your mm. game to a whole different level. You know, I, I like that. I, you can make more money being the shortstop. Bogarts, you know, it's easier when you've signed a giant deal that nobody thought you should have gotten from a team to voluntarily say, okay, now I'll go to second base. Bo ain't going to do that anytime soon. I don't uh, think anyway. I want to I shift focus a little bit here and talk about the Jays' uh, schedule. We'll do that in a few minutes. Uh, Eric Kratz, co-host of Foul Territory, uh, will join us at 1130 as well. Always... Uh, 
look forward to uh, hearing Eric, uh, hearing Eric love the, uh, that foul territory is must watch um, if you're a baseball fan. A uh, couple of things to take care of. The Marlins have signed Tim Anderson to a one-year $5 million contract. No surprise he'd been linked to the Marlins for a while. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates have signed Mitch Keller, their pitcher, to a five-year $77 million extension, buying out a couple of years of free agency. And uh, the Jays will start, actually, Grapefruit League Baseball starts today. The Padres are playing today, I believe. Wow. Um, but the Jays, yes, they are. The DTD, who are they playing? The Padres are playing the Dodgers. Uh, the Padres line up to Tease Bogarts, Cronenworth, Camposano, Kim, uh, the top of the order. The Jays start their Grapefruit League action on Saturday against the Philadelphia Phillies. It's a 1 o'clock start. We'll have the first pitch on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and on the TV side as well. Uh, the Jays have not made this official yet, but based on some based on having people look at some charts in the clubhouse. Uh, it looks very much as if Ricky Tiedemann and Chad Dallas will see action on Saturday against the Phillies. Tiedemann probably going to start. Chad Dallas, the guy that one of the pitchers of Buck Martinez yep. has, has pointed out, uh, will get a start against the Phillies. I'm sorry, not a start against the Phillies, but will is, is scheduled to be in action in that game. And it looks right now as if uh, Bowden Francis gets a start against the Yankees on Sunday. So uh, Ricky Tiedemann, Bowden Francis, and Chad Chad Dallas, certainly Tiedemann and Francis. I I mean, I'd, you I'd would be, think I, Francis might make the team. I think, I, I think he's, yeah, I, they're not going to come out and say this, but based on everything we've heard, based on how he often he's been name-dropped, Kevin, I think he's on the team. I mean, I think you, you're in a position right now where he has to pitch his way off the team. Yeah, I think hearing Petey talk about what they need to do with some older guys in their rotation to get the best out of them the entire season, Bowden Francis is a big deal, right? When we've yep. seen him pitch, he attacks. He's not afraid to throw the fastball. Like, he's going to come after some guys. He can give them a little bit of length. He can long relief out of the pen. Like, routine-wise, he's figured it out, and you're okay with that. So, And there's still some unknowns with Manoa. You really don't know what you're going to get. So I think they got a few more options than I think what some people might have thought they – we're going to have going in, at least in early in the season. Well, and it seems it seems to me this year that the options we're looking at aren't they're not the minor league invite guys. They're not somebody else's thirty-one year old urgency here. There, there's, right? there's there's there well, but it's also yeah. it's also people they know. Absolutely, it's, it's 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 pitchers that Pete Walker knows for the most part. It's pitchers that Pete Walker knows. Yeah, uh, you know, Bowden Francis, we know, we've seen him, we like him. Uh, so it it is. Uh, it, I'm excited it, to see Chad Dallas. I mean, I, I, people. Oh, really? Speak I'm very I, I'm excited know. to see Ricky Tiedemann because you know he he is the Jays minor league system doesn't get a lot of love around the game, but the one guy who does, <clears throat> pardon me, the one guy who does get a lot of love is Ricky Tiedemann. Yeah, and it seems like last year Pete Pete Walker was not real happy with the way the rotation started out. Obviously, they had no. a really good season as a whole, but again, that urgency thing and scoring runs and their and their schedule early on and starting on the road and like everything's going to have to fall in place. They got to get off to a good start, and I think they're trying to do that with just routines and getting everybody speaking the way they should be. Speaking of the schedule, speaking of the schedule, John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, had this to say yesterday uh, about the schedule. 
Yeah, we've talked about it already. You know, I was talking about it with KK and George and, and Jordan, the guys that were here early. You know, we were talking about it in January where, you know, you're, you're facing really good teams. So spring training, older group, and you want to make sure they're ready and you want to make sure everyone's feeling good. But at the same time, it is, you know, you don't want to be still feeling for things when the season does start, when you're down there at the chop and then, you know, to Houston and New York just Oof. to get the season started. So mm-hmm. I think guys understand that, pitchers understand that. And, um, you know, once once it, once it the bell rings, they got to be they got to be really ready to roll. Yeah, the Jays will start on the road this year for 10 games. The Rogers Center, of course, undergoing uh, further renovations. Four against the Rays, three against the Astros. No. Might not be a bad time to face the Astros because there's a chance you won't get Justin Verlander in that series based on what uh, based on what we're hearing. They got three against the Yankees, the fifth, sixth, seventh, including the Yankees opener at Yankee Stadium. And there is some chatter that Marcus Stroman might be on the mound for one of those three games, um, which is intriguing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to say the least, that's that all, all kidding aside, four against Tampa, three against Houston, three against the Yankees. Yeah. Then you're home. You got three against Seattle. They got three against Colorado, three against the Yankees. Yeah. You got the Padres, you got Kansas City, you got the Dodgers. You got the you got Dodgers. City. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not going to be the easiest month. Like some things got to happen. And to his point about an older roster, they have the oldest rotation in the American League East. They have the oldest lineup in the American League East. That's kind of remarkable when you think about it, it isn't it? It absolutely, I mean, it absolutely is. We've been kidding about this because I, I tell Barker that he's, he cannot talk anymore about how Vladdy and Bo are young. You just can't. They're not young anymore because there are dudes coming up in their, well, at, at the age of 19 and 20 who are contributing and are making all-star teams. So, not but, the point is, but the point is, uh, yeah, they're, they're an old team. An older team, I should say. Yeah, that that gets further to my point about the urgency when it comes to certain things individually. Not like, you know, that that picking that every single little thing about base running. They should already know how to do these things. Like, that's the point. It's more about the routines and making sure they're fresh and, you know, they get enough swings. And when they get those swings and when they throw off the mound and when it's live and when the heart rate goes up and then you're starting to talk about things like Gosman talks about, about exit velocities is how he determines on whether he has good starts or not. So all of these things come into play with an older rotation, an older lineup that when a boy, when the bell rings and the teams you're facing and the, the teams that have gotten better in your division, the Yankees are not going to win 82 games this year. So the competition level there is going up. Now, I know you play them less, but that means they're going to win more games against teams that they should win the games against, which means you have to win more games. So, you know, I'm not saying you can't uh, not make a, a playoff spot in, in April. But, boy, you can put yourself behind the eight ball and make it a little tougher. So, again, I, I like the way they talk. It's just you can talk yourself into things. And hopefully they're, they're all saying the right things, which I'm assuming. Putting the right voices in the right spots. Both speaking and nobody else speaking is a giant deal. Having Donnie Baseball speak instead of other people speaking is a giant deal. So you got those things taken care of. Now it's just go out and be the best player you can be. You know, put some, put a little emphasis on George Springer dropping 30 and 80. Do it. It's here. Paid you a lot of money to do it. it. It ain't about now him being just a September player or an October player. They need him the entire season. 
to be that player. So, you know, it's it's kind of fun to talk about the Jays this way because, quite frankly, they've earned us talking this way, really, with the way they ended the season last year. So now there's a little, you know, it's us against the world, which well, I guess be a little there's, more. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and there's nothing wrong with a little drama. Uh, they had drama last year. I'm tired yeah, of the drama. I'm kidding. Tired of the I'm, drama? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. They, they got a good team. Let's see I, it. What? It's not a great team. Yeah, it, what what it, what interests me, oh, I keep saying what interests me, but um, I would love to know, and maybe we can get Mark Shapiro on at some point, but I'd love to know what the ticket sales are right now because um, they're really, if, look, we, you're all kidding aside. We run into people. We talk to people. Um, there are a lot of people that are, underwhelmed and need to be impressed yep. this year, well I guess is what I, is, yep. is how I would describe it. That's great. I think there was a, people didn't like the way the playoffs ended a couple of years ago with that meltdown against Seattle. But I think there was, there was almost a, okay, it's one of those things feeling to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think last year's playoff really bothered fans more than anything because you had the whole thing with Barrios, which <clears throat> touched on something. You know, if you want to get any fan base in ba- baseball upset, try to you, tell them you want to have a discussion about analytics versus old school baseball. Everybody's got a feeling on that. Yeah. So if something happens and people even get a whiff of analytics, there are a certain number of people, and you're very much to blame for this. There are a certain number of people... <laughs> <clears throat> There's a certain group of people who get who immediately think the khakis are ruined, and and that that's the debate. But what I think what made last year's uh, loss worse as well is the fact that you had your one of your stud players who didn't have the type of year you wanted to have get picked off second base. Yeah, I think it's the Twins too. No, no offense to the Twins, but and I think it's, it's the Twins. I mean, you you were in the big bad American League East and although you let there the, were you not, let the now, Twinkies. Yeah, now there I were look, some of us I who were yeah, saying that play you, the Rays and not the Twins. They yeah, whatever. Like well, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, whatever. Well, every, every me, once in a while, you, some of us every that, once in a while you you got to be that guy. There were some of us who didn't want any part of it. It worked out. There's some of us who didn't want any part of the Twins. And once again, I was proven right. It's amazing how that happens. Eric Kratz is co-host of Foul Territory. He was also a former teammate of Kevin Barker's with seven different teams. More winter ball. More winter ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyhow, uh, Foul Territory is a terrific TV uh, slash podcast. Um, They have a lot of fun. Strong take on the uniforms. Strong take. Well, they've got a real strong take in the uniforms. They talk to a lot of players. I don't don't get the uniform thing, but it, it is a thing. And we're going to talk to Eric Kratz about uniforms. I can't believe we're talking about uniforms, but about uniforms. And also, uh, something we touched on yesterday, uh, the question being, you've got four pretty good free agents out there, five pretty good free agents out there. Is it more important that the pitchers get in camp early, or is it more important that the hitters, guys like Bellinger and Chapman, get in early? So we'll talk to Eric Kratz about that. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan on Sportsnet. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
reminder that the Jays Grapefruit League schedule will start on Saturday against the Philadelphia Phillies. First pitch is at 107. 98 middle away, Ricky Tiedemann. <laughs> 98 middle away, Ricky Tiedemann. Ricky Tiedemann, we are led to believe, is scheduled to start that game. Cool. Chad Dallas also scheduled to pitch. Uh, John Schneider should be giving some more details about his, his plans for pitching. Uh, in a few minutes, actually, in his uh, daily media availability. But everything we're led to believe suggests that Ricky Tiedemann starts. Chad Dallas comes in, and Bowden Francis will start against the Yankees on Saturday. So that's as Sunday. much as we know. Sunday. There you go. Starts Saturday. Yeah, it starts Saturday. Uh, 1 o'clock again on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and on Sportsnet. Um. I, we got to talk uniforms. We I feel bad because I've I've kind of deliberately not talked about this, just because I, it just seemed like one of those things that would in the early days of spring training where guys guys would come in and get kind of the red ass about stuff. And I just thought, ah, there's not much. I mean, uniforms. What the hell? Yeah, yeah that's you know. I like Barker Barker's uniform story. As long as it doesn't have uniform yeah. number one hundred like hanging in the locker, it's you're, like it's you're the okay. big leagues. How, how bad can they be? But anyhow. Uh, until yesterday, when I saw like the full pictures of you can see through <laughs> of teams, you know, like the shots they were taking of the players. And son of a gun, you can see through the pants. <laughs> I mean, you can see through the pants. You can. And and I don't know how that's going to work. Anyhow, uh, our next guest is co-host of Foul Territory, the digital baseball show, Eric Kratz. And uh, Eric, thanks for joining us. I know you've had a chance to talk to various players about this. Uh, as I said, I just kind of rolled my eyes because I thought it's one of those, you know, spring training stories. And then once the games get started, everybody's going to forget about it. But I got to tell you, man, when I saw those Dodgers pictures in particular, there was some discomfort going on there, I thought. Well, first of all, Jeff, Barky, thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, buddy. Secondly, secondly for all the people in Canada baseball land that hate me, I, I issued an apology for something I said that they took it all wrong. What Thirdly, did you say? What was that? What was that? I can't imagine I said, you would have said something that we would have on, taken wrong. We had, we had David Schneider on the show, and they were talking, and I asked him a question that, you know, about getting some ridiculous questions because Toronto is notorious for bringing reporters in, like, once a year that have no idea – like about the baseball team. And so you'll get these like more ridiculous questions than you will from any other team. And Canadian baseball fans took it that I was saying Canadians don't know baseball. Ooh. And it was more of the, it was more of the sunflower times Chronicle reporter that would come in <laughs> and ask questions because the blue Jays allow, you know, if you have, if you have a pen and paper, you're allowed in to ask questions. Oh, that's so, not anyway. fair. That's not true. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. Uh, I will I say it. this, but though. But anyway. You, do you know, go ahead, go ahead. the next time you talk to Harold Reynolds, ask him about the fury of Toronto baseball fans because Harold made some sort of innocuous comment during, a, a, pop -up. during a playoff game. That's what he said. A fan dropped a pop-up pop yeah. during a playoff game, and Harold said, well, that's probably a hockey fan. And, oh, my God. You'd, I mean, you would have thought that he'd insulted the – flowing the flag upside down or, or – or, I mean, it was, it was awful. I just kind of told people, chill out. But uh, did I people love the, listen to you? I love the fervor. No. The fervor's great. 
tell me about these uniforms, though, because, I mean, Barker said, uh, Vladdy said he liked the uniforms. He said they were comfortable. Well, I, you're not supposed to name drop. But, yeah, I mean, uh, there's, well, some, I there's some people on the Jays team that don't mind them. Yeah. And and I wonder, Kratzy, if that's just a bunch of rich people that are not used to a certain uniform yelling at the moon. Is that it? Or should they just get I, over it and wear whatever they tell, they're told to wear? Well, that's what will end up happening because, you know, baseball players will complain about it being too sunny. <laughs> and they'll complain about the roof, the roof being too closed. So they'll find stuff to complain about. Mm-hmm. There are legitimate gripes, and I would I would say exactly the two gripes, Jeff. You hit on the one. They're see through. Yeah, I mean and that's you uncomfortable, what. man. <clears throat> Nobody wants to see Kevin Barker's undergarments for nine innings when he squats at first base. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see what your quarter or loony he's got in his pocket because we can see through the pants. So that needs to be changed. And I think the biggest thing, besides the fact that you get, you know, when you get to the big leagues, the whole fact that you can customize things and it's like a, yeah. you, know, yeah. you want it to feel different. Of course. That, that's, that's a big thing, but that's, that's an ego thing. Guys will get over that. The issue that I, because I called a equipment manager, is their custom pants are incorrect. And I think it may be a team-to-team thing. But, Barky, you know, yeah. you used to get the open bottoms. Oh, yeah. So go over your cleats, and, you know, you get a little tighter in the thighs, and you get a little bigger in the butt because you got a little Baduka dunk. But You got a, a little what? You, a Baduka dunk. Yeah. A big old butt. Okay. Barker, Barky had a big old butt. He might have lost it now. I that did, he, yeah. yeah. Now that he's sitting in a chair. But, so, if you're putting on the same pants that Vladdy Guerrero's got on, and you're Davis Schneider, they're not going to fit very well. And you're going to have the uncustom part of it is going to be an adjustment for guys. Now, are they getting them in? The guy I talked to said they are getting them in, but it's team-to-team basis. <laughs> wow. And so if, if it's team-to-team basis, I think it's going to be player-to-player basis too. Like yeah. you're going you're gonna to make sure you're not – you're not disrupting or, or making the wrong people mad. And you got to also remember the people who like it. Make sure you check and see who they're sponsored by. Bingo. I haven't seen, I haven't seen one Nike, Nike sponsor, sponsored player say, these things are uncomfortable. Okay, mm. so they're, they're staying ahead of it. Yeah. But it's, it is, they're, they're, there's a little, little kerfluffle. Is Vladdy sponsored by Nike? I think he is, right? Uh, he's an, he's a Jordan dude. He's got the uh, that's, Jordans. That's Nike. So there you go. That, that, that's Nike. They know. There you go. Huh. I, I was glad you mentioned that because I was kind of just going on some of the different sites and seeing players' reaction. And it is remarkable how the Nike guys either, one, say they're fine, or two, they just kind of run away, <laughs> you know, from the question. <laughs> well, I got to go. Sorry, I got to go right now. I'll, I'll, ask, I'll answer 25 minutes worth of questions, but you asked me about the uniforms. I got to go take extra BP. Barker, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's a, that's, I, that's I wonder, but, Yeah, yep. absolutely. I wonder because they're so thin in the, in the, with the pants. Like, I, I, the first thing I thought of when you said that, because Jeff was saying they're see-through and they're, they're almost. Pretty close. That, yeah, that if you slide, right, if I Ooh. slide or I slide into home plate, I, I slide through home plate, like, they're going to rip those. I, I just wonder how long this will have to happen before they go either back to the way it was or they make some 
adjustments. I wonder about that because I'm sure they spent a lot that, of money on these. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm sure they did spend a lot of money, but I'm sure it was at a at a idea of some type of cost savings because very few companies I know are like, oh man, I would love to make a more expensive product and charge the same amount. But <laughs> let's cut I'm into our profit fortunate. margin. Why do we do that? Yeah, today? I would love. I would love to cut in. That's my that's my initiative is to cut into my profit margin. No, but I when I played for the Lehigh Valley Iron Picks up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that is where the the majestic the majestic factory is. And so we were very fortunate. They came to like three or four, four or five of us, and helped us or had us try out different pants from oh, everything wow. from like the double knee. To make it a thicker, like the same material, but a thicker space there to a different material. And they did all these tests on, you know, how does it work when you slide? Is it, does it rip? Does, you know, when you get dirty, does one clean better than other ones? So there's a lot of testing that goes on with this stuff, but the see-through and the ripping it, we might, we might get to see, you know, what color? Well, we'll know what color sliders somebody has on underneath, but we might get to see what kind of sliders. Yeah, yeah, and we probably shouldn't go any deeper than that. Um, <laughs> there are uh, five pretty impressive free agents on the market: Eric uh, Chapman, Bellinger, Montgomery, <laughs> Snell, J.D. Martinez, the Boris Five, or the Boris Four, I guess, depending how depending how you want how you want to view these guys. Question for you. Uh, you know, we know Scott Boris has, has has had guys signed late in the past, and some of them have gotten off to good starts. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Bryce Harper signed late. Bryce Harper had like a 900 OPS the first month of the season. <laughs> Kyle Loesch signs late, I think March 14th. He wins his first three games in April, has an ERA of two and a bit. Um, so these guys will at some point sign, but is it a bigger deal, do you think, for the hitters to not be in camp right now? Are guys like Chapman and Bellager being more adversely affected by this than, you know, Blake Snell and, and, and Montgomery? Not yet. But if you were to set a date of when they would sign, then I could comment on that. Okay. Because, you know, if you sit there and go, all right, they're going to sign March 5th. That's, that's all the at-bats they need. Let, let's be honest. You can go and get, you can go and get a hundred at bats batting on field two and mm-hmm. field three over at the clover leaf. And you just hit first, you go to the next field, hit first, go to the next field. You know, so you get a ton of at bats. Mm-hmm. Now, if you start doing like the 15th of March, the 13th of March, now all of a sudden, yes, you can still get a lot of those at bats on the minor league side, but you're not doing it on a consecutive basis in the sense of, I'm not signing Matt Chapman or Cody Bellinger to come in and play three days the first week, four days the second week, five days. No, they're playing our first six games, and then we have an off day, and then they're playing the next ten, and then we have an off day. Like, you need them out there. So that's the reps that I think you need, my opinion, you need about a three-and-a-half to four-week ramp up, depending on the guy. And obviously, it's, it's guy to guy. Pitchers? Pitchers, the two guys that are out there, Snell and Monty, they know what they're doing. They didn't come into spring training going, you know what? I forgot to throw this year. Like, they're, they're already scheduled to be the opening day starter somewhere in their own mind. 
And they're throwing Pence. They're throwing lives right now at home. Monty's throwing lives in Boston against Boston College or against North Northeastern. Like, th- those guys, they'll figure it out. If a pitcher starts slow, it has nothing to do with when he signs. Kratz, you've been on good teams in spring training. You've been on teams that contending. You've been on in meetings in spring training where I'm sure hitting coaches have raised their voices about certain things that need to be corrected, adjusted. How much, if you're a fan of that team, should you listen to when it comes to all those things? The example is, you know, we heard Bo Bichette come out uh, yesterday and say that Donnie Baseball, because he is offensive coordinator, whatever that means, sort of raised his voice in the meeting. How much should we read into that? Is that a big deal on a good team? Yes. Yes, because it got because it got leaked out that that he raised his voice by in my opinion, your best player. Mm-hmm. Boba Shed is your best player. He is the he may not be the MVP. Vladdy is the MVP of that team because he almost won MVP, but when you're shortstop comments on something that a coach says that means either a it surprised him or b it is exactly what we've been talking about this entire offseason they got bounced out of the playoffs october whatever six in an undue fashion it pissed some guys off it pissed boba shed off and the teams i've been on including the 2014 Royals, we lost in game seven of the World Series with a tying run on third base and two outs in the ninth. And we went on to win the 2015 World Series. The only reason we won the 15 World Series was because of the conversations we had in the offseason, in spring training. It was no longer like, hey, you know what? We got to beat the Tigers. We got we to catch the Tigers in the division. We got to – No. It's about what we didn't get done and not pointing any fingers at anybody, but it's time to go. And for Donnie Baseball to speak up, that guy's, that guy's never won a World Series. He wants, to, he wants to get it done for these guys because he sees the talent. And so for Bo Bichette to speak out in the media and say that he said something, to me it shows that that's what they've been talking about. And Donnie just is has that clout, has that, has that you know, whatever. He's got that street cred to be able to be to be heard in those meetings. Yeah, is it all is it all about who says it, or do you get totally. because, well, obviously, because I would get I would think you would get some eye rolling, right? It's it's because the Blue Jays do have the oldest age-wise lineup in the American League East, right? The guys have been around. Like, they sort of know what it takes in spring training and, you know, how do I get the best out of myself when the bell rings consistently till the bell doesn't ring anymore? And I'm sure having somebody come in and say, we need new approaches, team-wide approach, I mean, how do you stay away from that? Is there a part of that? Do you ever see that? Or is it, it's Donnie baseball. We're going to listen to that until it actually is not working anymore. This, this is this is the time of year when you can have this meeting, because you are a 162 and 0. You have never felt stronger. Everybody else is BSOL, best shape of my life. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know pitchers have their velocity peaked, and oh my arm doesn't hurt at all. So everybody's riding high. You do have to 
set a tone. And if he's the offensive coordinator, you know, dynamic instructor of offense, whatever his name is, he, he has to set a tone because hitting is a tone. Hitting is not it, – it's a, it's a mix between Adam Lind, hey, man, I got this, bro, and Eric Kratz, oh, no, I don't know if I'm ever going to get a hit. Oh, I'm hitting 190. Oh, this is terrible. It's a mix of that hunger and that relaxed state, which is why I see if you are going to bet, and there's no betting site that I've seen that you can do this yet, the most improvement from team offense is going to be from this team. Nobody wants to prove, nobody wants to prove more than your two superstars. Nobody wants to prove it more because they know that Rogers, the owner of the Blue Jays, has $700 million that they're willing to spend on an MVP player, and Bobachet and Vladimir Guerrero can both be MVP candidates, and they want their chunk of that $700 million, which is coming up here in a short time. Hmm. Eric, really good of you to join yeah. us today, my friend. Thanks so much. Terrific insight. Uh, we look forward to talking again this season and uh, continued success with foul territory, yeah. man. It's a, it's a hoot. It is a must-watch. You're the best, and, uh, buddy. You guys have done a real good job with it. Appreciate you, boys. Take care. See ya. Eric Kratz. There's nobody in Canada that can dislike Eric Kratz. I will fight you if you dislike Eric Kratz because of that comment <coughs> about the reporters. Well, I, although I can say that, that it's... There's just not as many, well, hell, I'll say it. There's not as many reporters as there used to be. There's not as many people working in the business. I mean, Eric is right. They used to, now, listen, I worked in Montreal, and there were some questions, you know, uh, do you think Toronto's a hockey city? Montreal's a hockey city times times 10. Well, I'm sure he's lived it. I'm, I'm sure he's speaking from experience on when it comes to yeah. asking certain questions and, you know, being in the room and, and some eyebrow raising and you know why are you asking that hey, look that's that's his opinion I, I mean and again if people want to get upset at somebody who has a voice ah. then you're you're allowed to it's a free world i mean the only thing is i will say this yeah you can pick a fight with the media anywhere no one's going to side with the media like it's yeah, i mean so eric's got no problem fans yeah. aren't going to care fans aren't going to care because no one's going to side with it, it is intriguing to hear him talk about the lineup though yes that and and, and got my just, attention just, just how people view the lineup you know i wonder kevin I, he made he mentioned something about don mattingly i'd forgotten don mattingly doesn't have a world series i wonder if or didn't win as a player i wonder if at some point guys like vladdy or 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 Bo, even some of the young the, the pitchers. I wonder if Don said to them, hey, you know, nothing's guaranteed, man. I had a great career. Mm-hmm. There are people who think I should be a Hall of Famer. But I didn't win a World Series. I, I, I just kind of, I, I wonder if that at some point will ever come up in a, in a discussion. Yeah. You know, you guys are young, like Vladdy and Bo. You, you're yeah. going to make your money and everything. But, but guys, yeah, it's I, not guaranteed that you are going to win a World Series. I think words aren't going to last so long. I, I, I think he worked with mm-hmm. Dalton Varsho a little bit at the end of the season. You could see that Dalton was starting to turn it around a little mm-hmm. bit. I think the at-bats mm-hmm. just looked different. Yes. Like he was, he was, you know, starting to think about one certain way to attack at-bats. Yes. Sort of sounds like way Donnie B- Baseball is talking now. And I think you see other players watching that and are going, well, if it works for Dalton, 
Dalton, I mean, it's not as good a hitter as me. I'm not going to say the names out loud. Everybody knows who those names mm-hmm. are. Maybe I'll listen to what he's saying or believe what he is preaching when it just comes to trying to be your best player every day. That's what it comes down to, right? Is Again, most of the dudes that matter in this lineup are older guys been around a long time. Most of them have been paid a little bit. Some of them won. Justin not, Turner's one. It's not the, one. Yeah, it's <clears throat> not the easiest conversations to have. And, again, I think – you know, the organization has done a good job by throwing Donnie baseball into this and saying, hey, look, we've tried it the other way. That didn't work. Out loud, we've heard people voice displeasure when it comes to why am I going to this person? Do you think John- He's never hit a double think- in the gap. Think- now they can't use that as an excuse, so you're trying to eliminate excuses, and I think they've done it. I think John Schneider minds that Don Mattingly is such a topic of conversation I think, here. I think John has John's, a lot on his plate. John's smart enough to know. John, John, you know, I think needs to learn from his things that didn't work out the last couple of years for yeah. him. And, I, you know, I, John's a smart man. Whatever you think, John, you can All think right. what you want What about John. But, you know, every once in a while, you just got to trust in your players. It yep. got you there. Uh, that's it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow from 11 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590 Fan of Sportsnet. A reminder, we're going to go to the back leg line tomorrow, 416-413-3959. Questions, comments, recipe suggestions, jokes, one-liners for Mr. Barker. Leave a voice note. Tell us where you're from. Give us your name, and uh, we'll see that uh, we get you on air. So thanks so much for joining us. Have yourself a great day.